0: You are listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview Romana Hasson-Oral. Romana, who used to work for Austria's public broadcaster ORF, has written 10 books and is currently writing an 11th book. While all of the books that she has written so far have been written in the German language, one of her books was translated into English with the English language title Natural Dying with Plants, Glorious Colors from Roots, Leaves, and Flowers. Romana is also a long-term traveler. I'm here with Romana Hassan Earl, who also goes under Romana Rocks, and she is an author and long-term traveler. Romana, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast.
1: Hello, and thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, I'm Romana Rox. That's my name for my English-speaking audience. Romana Hasen-Earl is my original name. It's a very Austrian name. And I myself, I live in Salzburg, Austria, born and raised here. That's the city of Sound of Music. Many people know it. And I'm a writer, a writing trainer, long-term traveler, laughter yoga trainer. So I, I did my life long, I did stuff I really love to do. And that's my motto, to go for what you love to do, because then you put in the best of your energy and passion and just go for it.
0: You know, I always thought the sound of music was uh, set in Switzerland, not Austria. But thank <laughs> you for uh, uh, reminding me of that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we even have the Sound of Music tours in Salzburg, where you can hop on a bus and like go to all the locations where the movie was made
0: now without spoiling too much any of your books how many books have you written what are some of them called and what are they about
1: okay i've written 10 books up to now working on number 11 at the moment i started writing in 2015 book writing before i've been working for uh, austria's largest broadcasting company and i did a lot of um, press work and journalism uh, during these years, but then I like gave myself the chance to write books, which was a long long dream of mine. Yeah, one of them, the first one is called The Garden in a Bag, and that is just a book for people who don't have a, a large garden or no garden at all and don't have much money. So I taught them how to plant salad, potatoes, whatsoever, in large shopping bags. And I had that idea because in these days I was broke. Honestly, I lost my job at the broadcasting company, couldn't find another job at the age of 44. And so I I went out of money and thought, okay, now I have no money at all, but I'm a time millionaire, so why don't I write the book? And that's what I did. And I wrote 10 emails to publishers And two of them answered within two weeks and wanted this book because that was pretty new on the market. And so I got a publisher, which is amazing for a author who does their first book. And this uh, publisher gave me some other topics, just ask, could you do this? Could you do that? So I worked with artists, did a lot of do it yourself books for arts crafts. I wrote a book about co-working, how to, like, start your own co-working space, because in these days I was uh, settled in the co-working community in Salzburg. And, yeah, so most of those books were uh, non-fictional books. And in um, 2021, I finished my first novel and published it in self-publishing.
0: Now, do you write primarily in English, primarily in German, or in either language, roughly, equally?
1: Um, no, the books up to now are in German. One of them, uh, which was about, um, like, doing your own clothing with plant colors, that was translated into English. That was the only one. But I plan now to write a book about happy mindset and how you can grow your like, happiness and success with your mindset. I'm working on that. And uh, this one is in English.
0: Now uh, uh, are all your books self-published, all your books traditionally published, or are some self-published and others traditionally published? I believe you answered that question a little bit earlier.
1: Yeah, Um, four of the books are traditionally published with a publisher and the other ones in self-publishing, one of them is a digital version only, Uh, the others are printed and the novel is printed and digital. So I I really got all the experience, Uh, the whole broad experience you can have as an author, uh, how to get a publisher, how to deal with them, Um, what you have to be careful about, how to self-publish, how to publish on Kindle, Amazon, and other digital platforms. So I tried almost everything, and uh, yeah, I think I can share a lot of experiences.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, Now, I understand you offer writing workshops, and how do those work?
1: Uh, My writing workshops, I've I've got some uh, different ones. Um, First of all, I have four weeks workshops for real passionate people who want to get that last step before publishing their book. So many people have a, a, a first draft in their drawer and they don't know how to publish it. So I do four weeks trainings with them to find out what is the right way to publish their book for them and then support them with every step. Um, The other thing is that I offer afternoons, afternoon four hour um, courses where I give all my knowledge, beginning from writing mindset to how to structure your book and your writing time, you have to, and then the publishing um, topic. So that's a very, Compact and, and highly interactive training, which is for four hours on Saturday afternoons
0: Now until 2012 you were employed in uh, the media and was that with the Austria's uh, public broadcaster ORF or was that with the, a commercial broadcaster?
1: No, that was with the ORF. Yeah.
0: And That's what was what... that job like for you?
1: Um, I loved my job. I had the chance to really try almost everything. So um, I mostly worked in TV production as a director's assistant. Um, I did television graphics, I did radio, I did um, online news. So that was a, a broad field I could try. But at the end, the last five years um, there, I stayed with TV production, as this is a real a hard topic, a passion of mine. Now, in
0: 2003, if I'm not mistaken, you survived a skydiving accident. Uh, What caused the accident, and did you learn any life lessons from that?
1: Oh, yeah, that was... um it was a pilot's mistake. So in skydiving, we all know that the, the parachute doesn't make any mistakes. It's your mistake always. So <laughs> what happened was that um, we were just, you know, greedy, greedy uh, group of girls. We wanted to um, win a competition and had a lot of training in that week. And so we did one more skydive, one more skydive, and again and again. And I, I was pretty tired at that jump the last one Um, then uh, we had um, not very nice wind conditions and I couldn't get back to the to the airfield and I really mistook um, the situation you know when there is strong wind and you have trees then behind those trees you have severe issues air issues (laughs) and um, I wasn't far enough from the range of trees, and my my parachute just collapsed. So I was in about ten meters height, um, and then the parachute collapsed, and I just crashed c- the ground and broke my um, my spine. And um, I I really in the moment I crashed ground, I thought that was it. So. Um, when lying there and realizing I'm still alive, that was a pretty awesome moment for me. (laughs) And then the whole thing began to work in my head. So am I able to walk again? Because I felt that something was broken. I I heard it breaking. Um, And all the the things that happened then in a a stress situation like that one. So uh, I got back to full health, lucky me. I had many years, I had uh, problems with uh, pain, so I, I always had pain in my back, and I, in these days I realized how precious life is. I was um, over 30, but always like a person who, yeah, do whatever you want and go for it and, and very competitive. So even in relationships, always competitive. I want to win, I want to win, I want to win. And these days in the hospital when I wasn't able to move and just waited there for what will happen, that really brought me to a, um, a deep connection to myself, um, a deep connection to what else is inside myself after challenge and, and competition. And when I got back from hospital, I was um, another person, you can imagine, so I lost a lot of friends in these days, even my, my relationship um, broke apart because people were not used to this new person. I, I, I started to ask questions, right, do we really have to work that hard and all time just to earn money to whatever? Isn't there, isn't there another reason for our life. Um, Of course, I want to earn money. I want to live a good living. But um, shouldn't we think about the deeper connection? And these questions, um, yeah, many people didn't like it. And in these days, I realized that I want to work with people. I want to be of support for people. And I didn't know of course that where life would take me and that it's now writing trainings. But um, in these days I had the urge to change something and it took a while until I really understood which direction I I had to go.
0: Now, uh, in addition to your work as an author, you're a long-term traveler. And what is your favorite aspect of being a long-term traveler, and also how dangerous is it to travel
1: alone? Um, the, the, the aspect that really um, is for me the most important one is the time factor. Because uh, when you are back home, right, you have, of course, and yeah, lucky me, I have them too. You have friends, you have family, you have things to do, you have a household, whatsoever, garden. And when I'm traveling, it's just me. So it's back to that, just me, this person, um, below the surface. I, I can take my time, I write my books, I think a lot. Of course, I do my work, my work that earns money as well. But for me, it makes a large difference. Um, I'm traveling with an old Volkswagen Campervan. It's... Uh, it was built in 1985, so that's a pretty old one. And it's a slow car, so I'm traveling very, very slow. And this time factor is the most important one for me to take my time, get back to thinking, journal a lot, um, just be. Uh, since 2017, I have a, a tiny person who's with me. That is uh, my chihuahua. And I, I, I never was a chihuahua person, I have to admit, <laughs> but I, uh, I found that dog in a, in a shelter home and I couldn't walk away without her. So I have that dog with me. And uh, I think it's, uh, for me, the, the, the aspect of danger never occur- occurred. I, I didn't think of, is it dangerous? I know that some people make mistakes when they are traveling alone, especially women sometimes make that mistake that when they get asked questions like, are you traveling alone? right Stuff like that. They open up and tell everybody everything. So I'm very aware of that and I don't do it. not because i'm scared but you know if if you tell everybody you're traveling alone you're opening up doors and i don't want them to be open so most of the time when i see that people are very 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 interested in me i tell them yeah at the moment i'm traveling alone but my husband will arrive in two weeks or whatever so um i I don't think that traveling alone is is very dangerous Um, I have to admit that I avoid large cities so in large cities of course it's more dangerous um, that your car is stolen and then my home is gone right if my car is stolen um, I have no home and no work stuff and nothing (laughs) so um, yeah I think that if you if you are aware of of, uh, some things then it's pretty safe to travel alone
0: well uh, romana you were an amazing guest for this podcast and i thank you for appearing on the heartland author podcast
1: thank you so much for having me and have a good day
0: I apologize for an embarrassing moment of confusion on my part early in the interview when I mistakenly thought that The Sound of Music was set in Switzerland, when in fact, it was set in Austria. I confused The Sound of Music with Heidi, the latter of which was set in Switzerland. Romana was an awesome guest for this podcast, and it was wonderful to interview her. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now! You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at CampAaronApollo.Whitsite.com forward slash Author AAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Author AAC and on Instagram at AACScribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, All Rights Reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.